0: Speaking the truth to the state capitol This is Drive Time Lincoln With the commander Jack Rickens On the voice of Lincoln 1499.3 KLIN Alright
1: folks Thursday April 27th uh, Nice spring day Might be a little rain They say is coming tomorrow But I think we can take all the rain We can handle I am your host Restoring American Values Bringing common sense to the capital city Johnny Cadillac's executive producing the show and still, steel, no, still with an eye, not steel like the metal or the color, showing that he should be a United States Navy sailor with that standing at attention pose he can do. Or in the Army, Air Force, Space Force, Coast Guard, or the Marine Corps. You, no. There were so many times in that that you almost broke me. <laughs> you could be a police officer too, because they have to stand at attention at times oh, true, as well. I true. suspect firemen, uh, firewomen, uh, you know, have to as well. Well, I'm um, glad it impresses. <laughs> yeah. All right, folks, uh, we're surviving the week. I hope you enjoyed Doug Fitzgerald yesterday. As a matter of fact, Johnny, I don't even know who Doug had on. What did Doug do with the he show had, yesterday? Yeah, uh, Tom Duden on. Oh, okay. So yep. he had a candidate in. Yep. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Okay. I can assure everybody well, I can't because I won't be here Monday, but in my last two shows, we won't have a candidate in. We will have the political director of danny g o p in tomorrow first half of the show, but other than that, uh no, we'll just continue. but i'm glad uh I'm glad Doug got a candidate on. I think it's important, and everybody's always welcome. I hope as the show moves forward that will still be the case, and I suspect it will be uh... again two days to go for me uh... we have the fellas from branch oak observatory and matt and michael uh... we will get to them in a second and we are going to just stay all show on stars observatory going on out there whatever else we can come up with in space and all the exciting news just off air i was learning a few things i uh... i have missed i must be getting lazy uh, First of all, because this is a news opinion show, just let me say, for those of you that are following closely, LB626, uh, which essentially we know as the Heartbeat Act, uh, didn't pass culture, so um, that one, for all intents and purposes, is dead. Uh, I've said this before when it comes to abortion things, it seems to be a very hot topic, only really during election times, for the most part. Um, I... I personally don't understand why it stirs so much emotion. Um, I don't appreciate either side of the extremes of it. But what I will say is, once again, uh, the Supreme Court nationally did not outlaw abortion. It's up to the states. And in the case of our states, for everybody out there, abortion is legal. And in this case, this attempt was to uh, give you a date window from which you had to decide. So I think it's good we talk in facts, and and the facts were that abortion is legal and still remains so, and certainly conservatives were trying to uh, lessen kind of the window, uh, which I viewed as a compromise opposed to what some members of the conservative party would like a total ban. Uh, but in the end of the day, um, it is no more, and so I suspect... Uh, from now until my death, uh, it will continue to come up in every election, at every level, and every time a state legislature gets together. Um, those are just my thoughts. Like I said, it doesn't personally affect me at this moment in time. Um, I can kind of see both sides, but I never appreciate uh, when the gamesmanship goes to such extremes and we just don't talk about facts and then solve the common problem. But uh, there's your news, folks. So let's get on to more fun things like Branch Oak Observatory. Matt, Michael, thanks for coming in. Thank, Thank you, Jack. Thank you very much. Thanks uh, for having us. Well, you betcha. I, you're some of my favorite guests, if not my favorite. Uh, let me ask you, because I was checking out your Facebook post, and uh seems like you've got a really good young astronomer named Anderson Z. <laughs> yeah. And he 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 clearly, I believe, has, has won some binoculars from you guys. But, so Anderson, who yah to you, you can't go wrong studying, being interested in space, and you're with the right crew with Matt, Michael, and all the team at Branch Oak Observatory. So congratulations. I'll let them tell me what you did, but i got to ask. Celestron astronomer, astronomical binocular drawing. Is Celestron an actual word, or is that a hybrid mixing in with transformers for the young people?
2: <laughs> no, Celestron is a popular uh, Celestron- brand of equipment oh
1: so we have
2: uh okay we actually have a number of celestron telescopes out at the okay so
1: somebody now is like oh commander how'd you miss that but but you could see where i was going with that i was like that's a pretty (laughs) good tagline for young kids getting into astronomy but okay so celestron makes equipment for astronomy it makes sense and uh anderson z what did he do to win this stuff so we had a, he actually excuse me, he yeah. actually won celestron binoculars that 's correct gotcha See, so we i'm had, thinking vortex i 'm thinking you know uh you know all these hunting products yeah.
2: so we had a an outreach event over at the state Museum at Morrill Hall. We were helping them out and along with a number of other astronomy education organizations. Everywhere from Lincoln to Omaha, people came in, all in order to celebrate astronomy and science education. So instead of being out at Branch Oak Observatory, this was there at the museum, okay. and they had hundreds of people come through. Uh, they just had to pay admission, but then on top of what the museum can already, I'm kind of giving an ad to Maura Hall, but hey, they deserve it. It's a great museum. It is. Uh, but not only did people get a chance to see uh, everything there at the museum has to offer in the planetarium, but they also got to meet with a number of different astronomy educators. We were set up, we had some uh, fantastic astronomy activities where kids got to make planospheres, got to make sundials to take those with them. We also had some wonderful NASA giveaways, but we also had a drawing. It was a kids only drawing, so the kids had to put their name down, the parents then of course put the contact information down, and uh, and Anderson won oh, the binoculars yeah. well, that we had.
1: Good job, and, and for all the youth going to that, that's awesome. You can't go wrong, I think, with what you guys do in a Astronomy and and frankly, I know you're in here for for years, but Moral Hall's a to me a, a state gem. Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, I absolutely. I remember uh, field trips as little as five coming to Lincoln to go to Morrill Hall, and to this day, I still enjoy walking in there. And it was difficult as a university student not to just bop in about every week and get caught looking at something or reading something and and skip class. I I I love Morrill Hall um... we do a good job with museums and studying different arts and then you mentioned sundial and that threw me back to that's one of the coolest things a young person can learn is is how you can essentially tell time by the sun that's right and And,
2: you know jack Dunn there at the Morrill hall is no longer there but he ran the planetarium for many many years so if you visited the planetarium When you were younger and I did, we ran into uh, we ran into Jack and uh, I'll tell you, he's one of the folks who probably got me pointed in the uh, direction of astronomy and astronomy education, as well as many other people. So
1: I I was such a prized possession in the University of Nebraska that I know I took a few dates to the planetarium. I I mean, I I just love the planetariums (laughs) now, though. I mean, well, they can make them. A lot different than what we saw, but, I mean, in the end of the day, with all the technology, not only are planetarium's better, but getting the real deal with what you guys do is pretty cool. Got to ask you, we talked a little bit, just because I saw it on the news, about, uh, you know, the green lights, the aurora borealis, Mm -hmm. you know, swooping south. Um, How how many times does that happen? You know, it's kind of come all the way into the Midwest. Well, obviously,
2: uh, auroral activity is... Extremely common right, if time. you're in the right place. Mm-hmm. And what's happening is that you just have charged particles from the sun, generally from uh, solar activity. Uh, when you have uh, coronal mass ejections or when you just have a great deal of solar activity from uh, solar prominences, uh, kind of breaking off of the surface, throwing charged particles uh protons, electrons, etc., in the space. If it's coming towards our direction, it gets trapped within the northern and southern magnetic poles. We don't hear about the aurora australis very often. No, we don't. Because we're in the northern hemisphere, but they get the southern lights. We get the northern lights. And the further you are towards the north, more chances you're going to get to see this wonderful light show. These charged particles ionize the gases, just like a, a neon sign, eat it, Joe's, or Bud Light, sure. whatever. It's glowing neon gas. Maybe some other gases. In this case, it's causing nitrogen and oxygen in our atmosphere to glow. It just produces this amazing, random, beautiful light show. And if you have enough solar activity, if you have enough auroral activity, it can get into the southern states. And it's it's rare that it happens for us. But uh, these last couple, well, this last week or so, we've seen some wonderful photographs from people uh, showing some incredible aurora. Photographs, yeah. And Beautiful. as the
3: sunspot cycle is on the upswing here, yeah, we are. We, we we would fully anticipate
2: that there will be more activity like this. So, and there are websites that not only will give you predictions, but there are apps that will ring you and tell you <laughs> go out tonight and take a look. And yeah. really, the key, just like with the with with meteor showers, you've got to get away from city lights. You cannot expect to look out your back door and look up and sure. see a thing. You've got to get away from uh city lights, go north, of course, right then look north, let your eyes adjust, and you might be in for a wonderful light show.
1: Yeah, that's pretty cool. And I think I mean it's I, I can't recall ever seeing kind of, hey, it is near us. Mm-hmm. Now I that could mean me not paying attention. Oh, it
2: has, but, uh, but it, it's it's rare, rare. We've seen it out at Branchton okay. Observatory a few times, and yep. it can be anywhere from just the the entire sky, or at least what you perceive being green or purple, mm-hmm. to actual uh, uh, maybe linear features, or sure. or seeing some uh, yep. some some interesting body characteristics to it. But yep. yeah, we have seen it.
1: I'll dang, interesting. Yeah, we saw that
2: one that was like, like a shaft. We thought it was a shaft of light, and yeah, we uh, we thought
3: we it was were out Starlink Branch-
1: out there giving off neon yeah. colors.
2: We, you know, we were out at Branchoke Observatory and we saw what appeared to be a spotlight going up in the sky, and we were just wondering, who is that? What is that? Is there a nightclub opening up there in the uh, really? in the uh, up north of us? We didn't know what it was, and then we. S- we slowly perceived it moving a little bit and we realized this was some type of an aurora. Mm. And uh, then later, now this is an... Uh, uh, it's a shortened version, abbreviation, but right. it was called a Steve, which always cracks us up. That we saw a Steve uh, <laughs> type of aurora uh, produced relatively, relatively rare, and we got to see one out there.
1: Oh, that's wild, uh, Matt. Um, at the complex, you guys just keep building.
2: We do. And how's uh, it going? We have an amazing project here.
3: It's the uh, our new multi purpose center is well underway. Uh, thank you to uh, the Kunkel family and uh, they have uh, uh, contributed uh, an amazing amount to this project and it's a 1800 square foot uh, facility Uh, the original genesis was just we wanted indoor restrooms because we'd always use porta potties out Mm -hmm. there so it started off as a if you'll pardon it uh, just we just wanted a good two-holder that was warm and cool (laughs) and and uh, everybody started putting their two cents worth in and all of a sudden we have this beautiful facility now the classroom experience is going to be phenomenal uh it's a really an open slate, uh, handicapped accessible. There's a lot of things that are going to happen, just not only the multi-purpose center. Uh, for the first time, we're going to have some concrete out there for our handicapped parking. Our entire parking on the west side uh, of the observatory is now all going to be graveled. And uh, while that doesn't sound really super exciting, when you start thinking about we've had to cancel events because we could not park people, right. now that's not going to be an issue. And then all the concrete pads... We'll be connected by sidewalks as well as the buildings. And uh, we're also uh, going to be making the rest of the buildings we have handicapped accessible. So that, that serves a couple of purposes. Yeah. One is when we bring in school groups, uh, they'll be completely accessible. Two, for the general public as well. And uh, three, just to really enhance uh, the viewing experience out at the observatory. And this is just the first phase of our
2: growth, and this is really exciting this is a truly multi-purpose center yes. it's not just a classroom it's also a library all the tables will be able to change into different configurations so maybe a business might like to have a retreat and mm-hmm. have a have a meeting out there sure. or maybe have training out there yeah. uh, we can even move all the tables aside if maybe some kids just want to sit on the floor and have lunch so we uh, this building is just going to be a, a fantastic addition to what we can do and uh, when we
3: start doing some of our uh, overnights or some of our camps, we would have the ability to temporarily be able to have kids if they needed a place to, you know, we could have them sleep overnight. Uh, sure. And uh, we do when we get our Cub Scout groups and uh, Girl Scout groups out there, they like to camp on the grounds. And now they have a place to come if the weather becomes inclement. Which well, I don't is know if they thing.
1: have a badge that says find shelter when there's bad weather. <laughs> they they want those guys to dig in like we did in the military and yep. get your tent all good to go. No, there probably is actually the 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 old. Uh, be smart uh, badge, uh, but no, that's great. I hope you guys have uh, a photographic history of your place. We've taken is just, thousands of photographs right, and now that you're going to have years. the multi-purpose facility, I mean that that'll have enough space that you you could do a historical thing. Oh, yeah, that'd yes. be pretty cool. Because you know, but in the end of the day, folks, what, what Matt's really talking about is you're getting more access to the public. Um, And everybody, from children to big groups to just something simple as parking so you don't have a rain out because the parking's all muddy.
3: And then also a a fundamental change in the way we're doing business. Beginning Memorial Day, we're going to be open uh, every weekend again, Memorial Day to Labor Day, every Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And we're looking for some additional funding to come through, uh, and then we're going to be open five days a week, and we're hoping to bring that beyond Labor Day and to take us all year around.
1: Uh, Real quick, before we get to the break, you do have an event tomorrow night. Tell us about it.
3: Yep, Uh, James Arthur. uh, It's our wine and stargazing event. We partner with James Arthur Vineyards. You can go to their website, yet still today, and reserve your spot.
1: All right. Um, Michael, I'm going to preload you with this question. Okay. Um, Just because it's my last couple days on the radio. You don't have to answer right now, but I want you to think about it. Why in the world can we not figure out what is the nothingness of space? Okay. Just think about that. Like, I'm, not gonna, I'm just going to call it black matter space. Why, <laughs> what, why can't we figure out what it is, or do we have some idea? I, I, that intrigues me, and I want to know a little bit more. All right, folks. Branch Oak Observatory, Michael and Matt on 1499.3 KLIN.
0: You're getting the 411 from DTL. With Commander Jack Riggins on fourteen hundred and ninety nine three KLIN. All
1: right, folks, we got uh, Matt and Michael from Branchoke Observatory in uh, talking astronomy, astrology. What's the other word? Are you Australia? Australia. <laughs> Australia. Yeah, we're talking about Australia too. Good day. Good day. Good <laughs> <G'day. laughs> Interesting. <Mate. laughs> Whew, I mean, yeah. How many times can I botch that word? It'll be interesting <laughs> as I move forward. Uh Always a joy to have you both in here. And That's I'm, great. To I'm be glad here. the the uh, observatory is is really expanding and and such new ideas and really the facilities you're getting, but also coming in and answering my silly questions about you know outside of Earth, but sometimes in Earth, like the Aurora Borealis, you know, it goes there. Uh, Michael, I don't want you to answer that question yet. I want you to keep (laughs) thinking. But uh, you guys are going to have, kicking off as you always do, the kind of superstars of your events. And and you've got community superstars coming up next. So starting
2: last year, Mm -hmm. uh, thanks to Security First Bank, we were able to start a program that we called the Community Superstar Recognition Program, where we wanted to recognize uh, special folks teachers first responders even truck drivers yeah. uh here within the community just to thank them recognize them for what they do and as a as a way to thank them we would have a raffle a free raffle mm-hmm. for a pair of vortex crossfire really high-end yeah. binoculars and uh it was extremely popular uh and now we've just started up that program again uh here uh, it's it's a little late, I know, but uh, we're we're starting it up in late April, and our April superstar is going to be formal and informal educators. And what we mean by that would be uh, K through twelve teachers. We're talking uh, university instructors, but gotcha. we're also talking uh, homeschool teachers. We're talking museum yeah. personnel. We're talking anyone who works with kids, maybe scout leaders. Yeah, uh, I love informal it. educators. They can uh, join sign up us. on Facebook. So if you go to Facebook, you can just sign up. Is. We'll put you in. And it ends Monday
1: Alright folks uh, we'll, we'll come back to that And remind you all again But another great opportunity To recognize good people In our community 14993 ninety
2: nine three klin Pulling up to Mickey D's Just for drinks Oh yeah That's me Nothing extra Just perfection And a straw Coming in hot For the coldest cups On the block Because there are drinks Then there are drinks From McDonald's mix
3: things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. 49 perfect with our classic fries price and participation may vary cannot be combined with any other offer
2: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
1: waiting on a tax return hopefully it ends up in your hands fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30 percent in 2023 if you're in a bind this tax season lifelock can help our us-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues and all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection
2: Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com
0: slash aware. Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All
1: right, folks, back Thursday, April 27th, second segment here. We've had the branch Oak. Observatory Fellows on, Michael and Matt, and uh, we're going through kind of their new layouts, new uh, programs, um, just everything that's going on there, answering a few questions about space. They do have an event tomorrow night.
3: Yes, the James Arthur Vineyards
2: uh, Wine and Stargazing event. That's an incredible event. And we'll tell you, the views through the telescopes look so much better after a few glasses of wine. It's incredible, (laughs) yes.
1: Well, there you go, folks. There's a little secret uh, the professionals will go. let you know. Uh, probably just it clears up your viewing path. Yeah,
3: your your pupil relaxes. <laughs> lets more light in.
1: <laughs> and of course, uh, we talked a little bit about, uh, you know, as I like to say, community superstars are just recognizing the folks that kind of make our community go, and they do a great job. Uh, this month's April is formal and informal educators on the Facebook. Uh, page. Just go to Facebook, Branch Observatory. You'll see the post. You can sign up there. And if
2: you're not on Facebook, uh, just go to our website okay. at theboo.org and uh, just send us a message and uh, just let us know uh, where you work or or, or yeah. the or, uh, education organization that you work with, your name and your contact information, and we'll put you in the contest.
1: Uh, speaking of your website, you mentioned it. I saw it. Uh, you've got a uh, merchandise store up now. Yes,
2: we
3: do. We call it affectionately Boo Gear. You can get on there and uh, have we have an official uh, couple of T-shirts, have an official hat, uh, more merchandise to come. We're going to have some drinkables coming on. But 100% of the profits goes to support <laughs> the Branch Stoke Observatory, and while we're talking about support, we do have a support tab button on there. You know, uh, all the things that we're talking about here, when you come out to the observatory, uh, it's it's free. You you are enjoying an amazing, incredible uh, experience that you really, many you can only find in the world. You know, our Earth, Moon, Earth, that's going to be one of our capstone experiences. Nobody else globally, and, and I don't say this lightly, nobody else in the world is doing what we're doing at the branch look observatory when it comes to earth, moon, earth. Now, there are other ham radio operators that do it individually, but you will not find this at a public observatory. And when you come out, you're going to have a full experience. And when you leave, you will have an amazing memory. And then we're going to have project moon bounce. Uh, it's, it's an actual, uh, uh, mission and, uh. Ah. So it is. Do it, you have it,
1: mission patches? We man. do have yes. mission patches, and they are yeah. made. Otherwise, I was going to be like, guys, guys, you got to get patches. We got
3: that. And then, uh, as we say, there'll be a suit, a certificate suitable for framing. So, Commander, we're hoping that uh, you That's and your awesome. family will please come on out there, and uh, you know, our first Navy Seal wanna, to the moon. I don't know back.
1: if I want to hear my own voice bounce off the moon. Uh, you know, because I've listened to my voice a lot on this radio well, station. I'll tell you what, but you it's know, I've never
3: can, been I, to the moon that. before. Though, That's
1: true. To uh, the moon and we've back. had some frogmen that have been astronauts, but we have not had one that I'm aware of. Set foot on the moon, and second, let alone bounce their voice and get you know get a piece you, of yourself there.
3: You That's can right. be you can be the very first. Commander. It is it's a big deal. Something, to be the first. something to chat with the okay. chat with the boys about. All
1: right, there you go. That, no, no doubt about it. You know, anytime you can be first. I talked with a guy the other day, and he said he made up uh, a Guinness Book of World Records because you could do that if you're mm. the first to do something. He said the paperwork was hard, but his was around golf. And so he came up with a golf one that nobody in the world had thought of. And then, you know, he did all the paperwork. He got it done, got it certified. And for like eight years, he held this title until somebody went through Funny. the Guinness Book of World Records. <laughs> and he it. said, It's just because I wanted to get it done. I just wanted to have a Guinness Book of World Records. I said, Well, there you go. And I'd like to be first to the moon. I kind of like your idea there, yeah. Matt.
3: Well, we got it when well, we have her all up and running uh, fully, which will be here shortly. Uh, we're, we're doing some stuff on a little bit lower power in the, our digital modes, which don't require as much power. Um, but we do have commercial power laid out there. Our electricians are out there now as we're speaking, getting things put together. So there you go. as soon as we're ready to roll, we will bring you out.
1: You uh, you talked about your multipurpose center and sponsorships and people wanting to get involved. And you still have opportunities around your facility uh, for support.
2: Yes, we do. Uh, so uh Steve Kunkel, who's who's mm-hmm. really been uh, uh primary in helping us put this new building together, uh his family will be on the namesake of this building for five years. We are still looking for sponsorship for the classroom inside. Okay. So if there's a a person, a family, a business an organization that would like to see their name on our classroom, we'd love to hear from you and, and talk with you about those opportunities.
3: And it's really going to be important because the education that comes out of there is going to be impactful into the community. We have a world-class education department. Michael is the head of our, our new uh, education department. Uh, he's our director of education, and the the staff that he is uh, is surrounding himself with is Uh, unparalleled and uh, when you come out and you uh, get to hear programming um, it is going to be spectacular Uh, it will be life-changing it'll be impactful and uh, one of the thrusts for us is actually reaching out into the community for those kids uh, that don't, uh, have an opportunity, uh, per se, uh, because of social or economic status. Uh, we want to eliminate those barriers. Mm-hmm. And, uh, this is where we're hoping to get some additional partnerships to help offset some of the costs. But even then, uh, we want those kids. So we're talking like with United Way, Boys and Girls Club, Girls Inc., Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts. Um, these organizations, we want them to be able to come out and have this experience, uh, that they can't find
2: anywhere else. And well, with it- this new building, excuse me, with this new building, we'll be able to do it. Rain or shine,
1: yeah, absolutely. Daytime, nighttime. I mean, you you essentially have your own first class classroom and yes. large, and like you said, the infrastructure going on, and you certainly have the expertise. And one of the things I've always enjoyed about you guys is uh, certainly there is a give back uh, thread that runs through everybody involved in Branch Oak Observatory. Um, maybe pay it forward, even, but you know, it's around something that. Sometimes difficult to understand, but really once you start to get with people that know it is so fun and so curious and can just spark the mind. I've talked many times with you guys how it did for me as a youngster. And I really like that because you're you've got the youth, but you're even educating adults. I mean, this is yep. just a, a really neat thing, folks. And like you said, it's paid for, folks. I mean, you could go out there and take part in these programs, and it's really cool. You know what I mean? Um, Johnny is bouncing around. Michael, we have to try to answer the question. <laughs> uh, to me, it's always just been this interesting thing. I've never seen a good explanation. If I were to go into space and, and you know take a a cup and just Scoop outside my spaceship, put a top on it, you know, get it hermetically sealed, whatever we got to do, and then bring it back. What is that stuff?
2: There would be something there, but it is as close to nothing as nothing can be. The (laughs) air that we're breathing right now has ten million trillion atoms in it. Right. In space, you have about point one atom per cubic centimeter. So there is something there, but it's hardly anything. Now, when we look at these beautiful nebulae in space, these giant clouds of dust and gas, inside of that nebula, the va- it's still nearly a vacuum. There's so little material there, even right. though it looks beautiful to our eyes. Yeah. There's so little material there that the vacuum inside that nebula is greater than the best vacuum chamber here on Earth. You need to get into the core of protostellar nebulas or into uh maybe other planets to actually find uh this mass that has coalesced into itself. So is the is space empty? No. This is what we call the interstellar medium, but there mm-hmm. is very very little material there. But what, the, there is that, material there. And
1: that's the the, the word, the, the proper word is the inter- interstellar stel- medium. medium. But again, folks, if you think about it, just the most basic chemistry, physics, right? Everything's made of something.
2: And it is hydrogen and helium, the most common. And, and there's going to be some small right. amounts of other things. Right. But the most common element in the universe by far is going to be hydrogen, the the, the, the most simple of all the elements. Right. And then you slowly go down but, the but periodic it is table. It's safe to
1: say, as you said before, it is nothing.
2: It's as close Close to nothing nothing. as you can be.
1: As as I guess has been measured or it can be. And I just find it to be a very baffling, uh, neat um, riddle. I mean, it isn't nothing, but boy, it's
2: empty. So (laughs) material... Uh you know, they they say that uh things uh flock together and that's right. what this material does. You have uh, over enough time this material finds itself. This interstellar medium from stars, when a star explodes or just sloughs off its outer layers, mm-hmm. it mixes with the interstellar medium. Thanks to shockwaves caused by supernova events, right. these this material is pushed together. It kind of is that domino effect, starts the effect gravity then takes its grasp and then starts to co- condense this into protostellar nebulas and then we form new stars out of those new stars you have small medium and large stars large stars go supernova and the process starts all over again it's a cosmic recycling program
1: Johnny what did you learn <laughs> I'm just all sorts of baffled now <laughs> it's a it's a, it's a, it's a... Just think about that as you're trying to go to bed tonight. Yeah, no, kidding. no, it's that's very not. interesting. I think appreciate the answer in the in the in the both the common sense kind of as close to nothing as we can, and then the detailed. It's it's interesting stuff,
3: and that's really part of the reason too why things in space, when they're hot, they remain hot for such a long period oh, of time sure. because we don't have that thermal exchange like when you have something hot here on Earth, you have the air that it can go to, and that's what uh, when we look at Michael's the meteorite collection, that's another. Experience, right? No, at, at a here again, I want to say at a public observatory, mm-hmm. this meteorite collection is the best in the world. Wow. And not only is it the best in the world, but you get actually feel, hold history.
1: Yeah
2: and experience history. I like to say it's the oldest rock you'll ever hold until you pick up the next one. (laughs) But these are leftovers from the formation of the solar system. These are thought to uh, originate from the asteroid belt material that was kind of uh, trapped in a gravitational tug of war between the sun and Jupiter didn't really form into a planet. These collide with each other uh, like a cosmic quasar. art over a long period of time and crust mantle and the core of these asteroids take new orbits around the sun and if that orbit intersects with the orbit of the earth then we get a shooting star or falling star which of course nothing to do with stars it's a a piece of rock from space yeah
1: we could talk all day long i i wanted to ask about some news but i'm not going to we're going to do a special announcement in a little bit but we got some time uh michael first what are you most excited about over the next year either at the observatory or space science and and what's going on you know out there
2: We've got a lot going on at Branch Doak Observatory. Sure. We have many different uh, programs uh, uh, working. We've got two major programs going on. This year, the major program is our Earth, Moon, Earth. We'll have a number of secondary programs. I'll be doing a lot of the lectures that I did at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln uh, astronomy lectures and physics lectures. We'll be doing this nearly every weekend out at Branch Doak, rain or shine in our new multipurpose center. So we've got some fantastic programming there. But once we get this Earth-Moon-Earth Earth antenna dialed in, we'll be starting that programming. We're also looking at some uh, some science camps, maybe uh, some rocket camps. Yeah. We have those planned for this year. Then next year, our, our big program, to go along with all the other things yeah. that we do, will be a communication with the International Space Station. Oh, that's cool. So we are really excited to do that. We have the technology. We have the antennas. It's already ready to go. We just need to to get the signature on the dotted line and the arrangement with NASA. If you do
1: rockets, get a GoPro on that thing, would you? We'll, so we'll, we uh, we'll do our go, best. Go up.
2: What we'll probably <laughs> do is we'll have smaller rockets sure. uh, f- for the kids, but then we have a gentleman who works out at uh, the uh, at the observatory who launches some really nice big rockets, and we will definitely uh, put some cameras on those. Yeah, that's awesome. Some nice what about footage. you, Matt? You know, uh, really to parrot what Michael
3: said, uh, the EME is really just going to be a unique capstone experience that's going to really, I think, help set the Branch Observatory apart from every other observatory in the world. Now, we have some great partnerships, you know, like with the Prairie Astronomy Club. There's some things that we couldn't do Without them, So we're, we're all about partnerships. But, you know, uh, to kind of really toot our own horn, uh, the EME, the SATCOM array, uh, because of that we're able to do the International Space Station. And uh, we're looking at doing robotics. Now, uh, robotics is very popular right now. We're going to add a twist to it. We're going to get it figured out how you'll be able to take your command and control signal, send it to the International Space Station. It'll bounce that signal back down to that little rover, and then it's going to execute the commands. That's cool. Now, just like in real life, sometimes it's going to work. Sometimes it's not. And so we want kids to be that critical thinker, right? Okay. What's my plan B? What next satellite? What next set of commands? So, uh, education, getting kids to stretch to, to become critical thinkers. Um, uh, the other thing that we're looking at, just plain support. You know, a lot of what we have been doing has been really with, with uh, community partnerships but we have really turned the page in which the way the uh, observatory operates, and that really, frankly, it takes funds. And so we need to have the financial support from the community, and we know that it's there. Uh, We're asking. Please go to theboo.org, click on support. But you can also reach out to us. Send us an email uh, if you'd like to do more.
1: Folks, it's it's a wonderful place with wonderful people, um, and it's going to be here for a long time, you know, and I think – You know, for those of you that are listening... Get involved. Get involved. They have lots of opportunities to do it. Fellas, you got a special announcement. We've got two minutes.
2: We do have a special announcement. As you know, we're doing our Community Superstar yeah. uh, program. And we'd like to say that uh, you've really been a uh. Community Superstar, particularly uh, for us. We are so appreciative of what you've done for us over the years to really get the word out about Branch Stoke Observatory. And we just wanted to let you know how yeah. important that's been to I us. I appreciate
1: that very much. And as
2: you know, with our Community Superstars comes... The the chance putting your name in for a pair. Where, of do, binoculars. I Where well, do I I'll sign? I'll tell you what. You won't need the sign. Neither no. you nor Johnny Cadillac oh, here. Johnny. We've got a pair of binoculars for you as well. Do we have a clap We've, button, Johnny? <laughs> We've got. <laughs> Guys, some
1: thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. This no, Crossfire awesome. binoculars, folks. These are uh, military grade here.
2: These are Good uh, stuff. gorgeous, gorgeous binoculars. Wow. These are the same ones that uh, that our teachers will get a wow. chance to uh, win. And by the way. Uh, so just throw it in there we're not just doing one we're doing two pairs of binoculars just like we did today two pairs of binoculars for our educators yeah. formal and informal educators
3: really the the observatory would not be experiencing the growth had it not been for you and i want to say johnny and i both you.
1: appreciate that thank no you very very you're, you're welcome you. but uh you know i think that uh We do a lot of different things on this show, um, and far and away for me, having you guys come in, both I get asked kind of questions that I may have had since I was a child or questions that were on my head on a Navy ship in some weird part. And um, and then just, I think we share the same give back to youth and education and critical thinking and always trying to expand people's minds. So it's been my pleasure to have you on. I'm glad you always come in uh, when we talk. And, um, yeah, I again, I can't think of a better thing in the Lincoln area, folks, to support uh, than Branch Oak Observatory. Thank and you very uh, much. Thanks again. All right. 1,499.3 KLIN.
0: You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1400 and 993 KLIN.
1: I have to say, uh, end of the show here real quick, but probably the best thing that's happened uh, to Johnny and I, honestly, to be recognized as community superstars and to get these Crossfire binoculars. Really appreciate it, guys. Our pleasure.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. you bet. Well, thank
1: you. You're welcome. So cool. Uh, yeah, I can't say thank you enough. I really appreciate it.
2: You're welcome, Johnny.
1: You're um, welcome. Real quick, Last events pitches.
3: Yep, so tomorrow night, uh James Arthur Vineyards, uh and our wine and stargazing event, uh go to com and get your tickets today.
2: So we do have a number of events in uh in May. We have uh Calvary Community Church is putting on a program. The general public is invited to that, and that is going to be on May 19th. And then May 20th, we have Cars and Stars and Tacos 2. And it's exactly what it sounds like. You'll get to come on out, see some fantastic cars. If you would like to display your car out at Cars, Stars and Tacos 2, just go to our website. There's a registration there for this event. We'd love for you to come on out and show off your awesome car. And then stay for the stars and stay for a little dinner. We'll have a, a great taco truck. Uh, it's going to be Rico's Tacos uh, right from Friend, Nebraska. We'll be driving up to Branchstoke Observatory. And then, uh, of course, we're always looking for volunteers for these events. And on May 13th, we have a volunteer drive and pizza party. So if you might like to work out at Branchstoke Observatory and and help share the word about astronomy and the stars, we'd love for you to come on out so we can give you a tour and just tell you what it's all about. That's the thirteenth, and that's the thirteenth.
1: Yeah. All right, volunteers and lots of different and exciting stuff in May at Branch Oak Observatory, folks. It's it's in my opinion, it's the hottest ticket in Lincoln, and it's it's right there uh, with everything. Like you said, Matt, a uh, lot of best of, a lot of world class stuff, and the instruction. Um, it can't be beat. Uh, so appreciate it again. Thanks for coming in, fellas. Thank you Thank so you. much. Thank you. All right, we'll see you tomorrow. Fourteen hundred ninety nine three KLIN.